meeting. Sarah, if you would be so kind as to call the roll. Sure, Steve Warnke. Yes. Brian Kelly. Yes. Andrew Benjamin. Troy Brookshire. Here. Roberta Marshall. Here. Uh, Bill Norris. Oh, I see his name. That counts, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> Greg Yeager. Here. Peter Flint. Billy Mitzelfeld. And Linda Miller. Yes. Thank you, Sarah. We have a quorum. Um, just a bit of housekeeping, although it would be a little bit abbreviated because we don't really have a petitioner. Um, so for the record, legal notice of this meeting was in fact uh, published in the newspaper. Um, I guess I can do this. And, and additionally, typically, the, if properties are involved, there would be property would be posted as would the adjoining property owners be notified. But in this instance, I'm not sure that really applies. Uh, typically, I like to see people use the mute button so as to avoid background noises. And uh, I think we're all at this point in time familiar with the raising hand options and we'll do that. Um, and if for some strange reason, like typically I have an issue, um, Raise your hand, shout, interrupt, do whatever you got to do if you have a question. Uh, one other thing I neglected to mention, this meeting was also posted on um, the Route County website and Facebook as well. So with that thought in mind, first order of business on the agenda is public comment. Billy Mitzelfield has just joined us. Welcome. Uh, so is there anyone from the public who wishes to address the commissioners on any item that is not presently on the agenda? Now would be the time to do so. Seeing none and hearing none, we'll move on to the approval of the minutes. Uh, minutes of October 15th, 2020. Are there any corrections, additions, deletions? And if not, Chair will entertain a motion to approve those minutes. I move we approve the minutes from the October 15, 2020 meeting. Thank you, Brian. Second. Second. Second from Troy. Thank you very much. Uh, we don't really need any discussion. All those in favor, please signify by saying yes. 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 Opposed? Yes. Hearing none, we'll move on to the minutes from November 5th. 2020 again, any changes, corrections, deletions, omissions, what have you. Again, hearing none, is there a motion to approve the minutes from November 5th? I move we approve the minutes from November 5th, 2020. Thank you, Brian. Second. Thank you, Troy. All those in favor of approving the minutes of November 5th, please signify by saying yes. 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 Opposed, yes. yes. say no. Minutes are approved. Item for consideration. Review process slash fee schedule regulation amendment adoption. Christy, I'm guessing, is this you or Alan is going to talk us through this? I'm yep. gonna designate Alan. Huh. Already as a planning director, she's figured out how to designate. <laughs> I love it, I love it. I think you designated me a long time ago. So. I think so too. <laughs> so these are uh, the changes that were discussed with planning commission at the October 15th hearing. Uh, they concern uh, the, the changes, the impetus for these changes is the new land management software that we are going to be getting going live with in a couple months. And so that necessitated some changes to our noticing requirements and the review process. And so the changes that are before you are meant to bring the regulations in line with that uh, new process and the new noticing requirements. 
there, there have been some very minor changes since, uh, since planning commission saw this on the 15th, but nothing significant or that would change anything that you saw then. Uh, this item was then discussed by the board on October 27th and uh, they had pretty much some of the most of the same comments that y'all did uh, mainly questions about why we're why we're doing certain things and what the what the changes would result in and how that would look from the public side but they really didn't have any um, big issues with it um, the only thing that I would consider a significant change or that wasn't wasn't discussed at the last hearing is that currently the submittal checklists, which are the, 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 the document that lists all of the items that have to be submitted in order for the application to be deemed complete and for staff to start working on it. Currently those are an appendix to the regulations. And so since they are a part of the regulations, technically any change to those checklists have to come through planning commission and the board uh, and staff just sees that as a little uh, burdensome to if we want to add a single line into a checklist to go through that whole process. So instead of having them as an appendix, they'll just be maintained by the planning department so that we can make changes to those checklists when whenever we need to. So uh, but all of the other changes y'all saw at the, the hearing back in October. So that's a, uh, so, oh, and then also part of these changes are the, the fee schedule, the change in the fees uh, to process the different applications. And uh, just as a recap, we are moving away from our practice of charging by the hour and then charging additional fees if your base fee gets exhausted. Uh, the change will result in a flat fee that the applicant pays and the fee amounts have been increased to cover any of the, the additional planner time that may be, that may occur. So, but again, no significant or no really any changes from what y'all saw back in October. Um. I have a I have a question, Alan, about when you said that the it's going to be maintained by the planning department. Does that mean that it will no longer be in the regulations at all? It'll simply be a separate item. Is that uh, what you meant correct. by that? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So that appendix in the zoning and subdivision regulations that contain the checklists are just going to be removed, and then we'll just maintain those at the in the office. But if, if you do that, does an applicant, how does the applicant obtain that, that list from you? Is it, it's a, uh, it's, it, it's all posted on our website. Okay. Okay. And then also as part of this new process, we're going to require some kind of pre-application contact. And so at that point, if they don't already have the checklist, we will provide it to them also. Okay. Um, I, I didn't attend the, uh, the meeting on October 15th that you presented this to the planning commission. However, I did listen um, to the presentation that you made to BCC. And so to that extent, I feel relatively comfortable that I understand. I did have a couple of questions. Um, okay. and, and maybe not so, yeah, I guess they do with this. Christy made a comment, I think, um, that this is on the fee schedule that you had solicited surrounding um, counties to get your arms around their fee schedules and where they're at. My real question is, do you have a list of what you consider to be comparable counties, uh, comparable to route, and if so, who are they, or what? Which counties are they? I'm curious. Well, yeah. I think we we looked at 
the the city, Summit County, La Plata County, Eagle County, Eagle. Okay. Yeah, those are. I mean, um, whenever Gunnison. we're yeah, whenever we're doing these kinds of reg changes, we look to those those counties to see if they've already invented the wheel so that we don't have to do it again. And we try to pick those counties that uh, are similar to, to us so that we can hopefully be comparing apples to apples. I mean, I, I kind of, I expected that, but I was just curious to know which counties those were actually. Yeah. yeah. In, in the, the summary of that though, is that we are the only County that has um, had a, has a fee schedule as complicated as, as we do and the way that we bill applicants um, hourly after you meet the base fee. Um, and then also what we determined, which we suspected is that we were significantly under um, in our fee schedule for what we charge for certain application types in comparison to other counties, which was another push to raise our, our fee schedule. So um, th th those are the two big takeaways. Um, right. And then there's more detail to that if you wanted to get into it. And then my second question, this is the part that I didn't get out of the BCC presentation. For some reason I had it in my head that this software was already pretty much up and running and you were doing beta testing or what have you, but that's not true. Uh, no, we've actually, Christy and I spent the past week in validation training so that they have the system built and now we are going to be testing it to find any bugs and make any uh, changes before we get to like end user training and then go live. So uh, that step in the process, this validation testing is supposed to be done January 14th and then end user training is going to be starting at the end of February. So go live sometime in March, I think. Okay. I think Brian has a question. Brian. I've, I've had my hand up forever, so I almost fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> well, well, Brian, uh, you have a blue background. Uh, I feel badly. On it. Well, I'm telling you, I got some abuse. Put it on that like, monument that's in your background. He's rested there. I got to change that. I can tell. I can feel the public comment there. So uh, a couple of comments I thoroughly agree with is the counties that Route County is comparing to are pretty fair. I've worked throughout the state. You might put in Grand County, San Miguel County in there, but not like Montrose County or Mesa County or, or Moffat County They're, or Jackson County. They are quite a bit different from us. Um, and then Alan's comment about the applicant having contact with the plane staff before they send in their application, which we're doing all online now, that is an extremely good idea because there needs to be a little communication there before things commence and everyone's going different directions. So those are my only comments. Um, I was going to interject too. I, I thought and again, because I wasn't present at the 15th meeting, um, and my sense is this probably surfaced as an issue, everything that I'm understanding actually enhances the process from an application standpoint, applicant standpoint, number one, and number two, I kind of detected with one small exception that really doesn't add any time to the process. Am I, did I hear that correctly? For the most uh, part. Go ahead. As long as long as a quality application is submitted right off the bat, then yeah, it shouldn't it shouldn't add really much time at all. Uh, it'll probably add a week to the administrative review time, or from the time the the application is deemed complete to the time a decision is made. Uh, but that was really hard to avoid. Right. Well, I think that the goal, or at least the concern from all of us would be to not add any, to, to, A, to make the process more cumbersome and add any additional burden to the applicants. I think this county is pretty sensitive to 
the petitioners and the applicants and try to make life as simple and as easy as possible. Right, and that's and that's the overall goal from a, from a staff standpoint and to the constituents is for increased efficiencies and productivity on the staff side. Um, and this will absolutely help a great deal. Um, are there questions from the commissioners about the details or any specific issues? Uh, Billy and Brian have their hand up. Billy? Yes. Um, is there any provision for uh, a project that would go through and we'd be charging our standard fees? In the end, it would just like kind of really get out of control. And would we want to put some kind of clause in our, in our stuff that under special conditions as approved by, I don't know, the Board of Commissioners, that uh, we had the opportunity to charge some additional fees? Just wonder what other people would thought about that. I don't think I understand the question. I guess I, I'm gonna just share my screen and show you one provision that uh, that we do have in there. All right, so here's this special fees. It says maybe charge at the discretion of the planning director for professional consultants or special research analysis that is required. Got it. Is that what you're talking about, Billy? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I mean, that's, there's a provision in that document right there to um, charge extra money for certain specific things. And um, I just was wondering if everybody thought that was adequate, whether they wanted to do something that was broader and gave the uh, planning the director more authority. So that's just a, an opinion. Just kind of throw it out there, see what everybody thought. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a tendency to rely on staff um, to put before the commissioners what they believe to be appropriate. So <laughs> I'm kind of good with the way they've got it laid out. But that's my opinion. Okay, well, I got uh, your attention. I have one little line. It looks like a probably a typo, whatever, on uh, page four. I mean, on page five of the handout. Um, we're referencing um, an approval process. And you give a reference on page four and on item G. We're referencing section 2.1.4 and if you go back to page four and look at that reference um there's nothing in there about uh, an appeal process so it's, it's probably just a, a reference well i'm i'm confused yeah okay so right now there and if you if you look at uh, page five item g yep okay at the bottom of that it says may be appealed utilizing the approval process detailed in section 2.1.4. Oh, okay. I see. I, where... I looked in that I looked in that section. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So it should be 2.1.7. Yep. That's all I got. Good eyes, Billy. Good eyes. Yeah. Thanks. Anyone else? Um, my, my only comment was about the uh, pre-application conference. Is that just, if you get an unusual application or something, you would do that in addition to the, the fee for the minor development subdivision exemption or the, the replat or whatever? When, when do you do the pre-application conference? It's just subject to the project? Uh, yeah, that's if the applicant wants to because there are, there are fees associated with that. There's a review, staff report, notice, hearings, all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, we, we so a pre-application conference is required for uh, new gravel pits. 
and significant ex or expansions or significant expansions of gravel pits. Uh, in the eight years that I've been here, that's the only time that I've seen someone go through a pre-application conference, um, but it is available for someone to go through the process and get feedback from planning commission and board of county commissioners without there being a decision made. And so uh, it's useful in like large scale subdivisions where you want to get feedback, but you don't want to subject yourself to the, because currently there's a, a standard in the subdivision regulations that say, that says, if it's denied, you can't come back. You can't apply for that for at least a year. So by going through the pre-application conference, you can get feedback on it without there being, and if the board says, no, we hate your decision or we hate your project, you're not locked into a denial. You can move forward with it if you want. Or have the ability to amend it based on some of the comments that you got or focus on some issues that were identified early on in the process. Alan, did I hear you say that in gravel mines that's required? Uh, yes. Okay. I don't understand why, but it's okay. We have a, a member of the public joining, I believe. Well, gravel, welcome. Pit, gravel pits, I'm sure you know, are word all the rage back in the in the 90s <laughs> and early 2000s. And uh, the, the county did all the heavy lifting and the big work back then. I mean, now when we see a gravel pit, it's usually just a renewal because their 10 year time frame is done. And I think that was probably the that requirement was probably a holdover from the the big public interest and outcry over them. Well, it would seem to me based at least on my background, we pushed for that pre-application conference. It's just, we didn't know what to call it at the time. But yeah, makes sense. Any other comments from the commissioners on um, the adjustments and changes to uh, the fees and, and what have you. Alan, can you stop sharing your screen unless you're gonna show something else? Thanks. Oh. I'm going to, uh, Christy, I'm gonna assume that we would follow, or I'd like to follow um, a typical petition approach and that is open it up to comments from the public if there are any. So at this point in time, uh, if anyone wishes to weigh in on um, the changes proposed as well as the fee schedule amendments, uh, now is the time. Uh, okay, having having a lack of response from the public on this issue. I'll close the public portion of it. Um, I guess at this point in time, we're looking for a recommendation if I'm thinking correctly. Uh, correct. We, okay. And we should really do that in a form of a motion or can I just develop consensus amongst the commissioners? Uh, I, I think I would prefer a formal motion. And do we want to wrap it up all in one? Yeah, I think you can do it with one motion. So to help somebody along, um, the chair would entertain a motion from a commissioner uh, recommending that the review process and fee schedule regulation amendment uh, be adopted as presented before us. Can I make a comment? You may, Brian. I I think we should do them one by one, just because they're a little different. Um, just go down them and 
make a motion for each individual staff packet, subdivision, zoning, and revised fee schedule. So are you volunteering? I am. Perfect. So I move we approve the staff packet adoption 121720. There is a second to the motion. It's failing. I'll second. Thank you, Greg. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all those in favor of the motion as presented by Brian, please signify by saying yes. 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 Any say no. Motion is, chair votes yes, motion is carried. Brian, you want to continue on? I will. I move we approve the subdivision regulations draft of today uh, as presented. I'll second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all those in favor of the motion is provided and presented by Brian. Please signify by saying yes. 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 All those opposed, please say no. Chair votes yes. Motion is carried and approved. This goes on now to the Board of County Commissioners. And I think we're done. Thank um, you, Brian. So I have two a more. question. If we, if we did that, oh, oh, we're going on, right? Yes. Okay. Well, Sarah, I don't think I understand your question going on. What did you well, mean by that? Well, I thought that there were going to be three motions, one for the zoning, one for the subdivision, one for the fee schedule. Actually, four. We're, we've done two. So I'm checking this up. We did subdivision, did we not? Yes, we did. Yes. And we did zoning. No, I did no. not make it. No, I made a motion for staff packet adoption. Uh, I'm not sure that you need to adopt the staff packet. Well, we did. Okay. But now you're going to do zoning. Yes, I am. Perfect. Brian, go. I move we approve the zoning regulations draft dated of today. Is there a second? Second. Again, thank you, Greg. Any discussion on the motion on zoning? Hearing none, all those in favor, please signify by saying yes. 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 Opposed, please say no. Chair votes yes. Motion's carried. Ryan, you're on for the peep for a minute now. Now it's the important one. It's all about the money. All I the move money. all about the money. I move we approve the revised fee schedule as presented tonight. Second. Thank you, Greg. At least we have consistency across the motions and seconds. Any discussion on the fee schedule motion? Hearing none, uh, all those in favor of the motion to uh, the proposed fee schedule, please indicate by saying yes. 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 Opposed, please say no. Chair votes yes. The motion is approved and adopted. Now, this goes on to BCC on when? Um, it's yes, had the calendar open. Sometime in January. Oh, okay. I was just curious. Okay, uh, so, next, so, I'm sorry. So I, have a, I have a quick question. When does this take effect? Just uh, immediately following the BCC? Uh, well, we would still have to put the resolution together and record the resolution. So, um, but I don't, I, yeah, shortly after, shortly after the BCC. It won't be implemented though, until, um, we go live with the city view software. Um, oh, okay. So it's really going to change in conjunction with the software. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Thank you. And what's that date? Approximately. March. I read. I wrote down March first. 
ish. Yeah, let me. I'll I'll give you an estimated time. Give me one second. I had a January fourteenth, a February first, and a March something. You're covered if you say ish. Ish. Looking. Go live. Scheduled for March 18th. Ish. Ish. And we seem to be on track. Um, but yeah. Hey, you know how we haven't gone go. through we haven't gone through fully testing yet. So yeah. Yeah. understood. <clears throat> well, um Miss Planning Director. <laughs> officially yes i believe you're on next yep. all right hey christy so, i've got to i've got to jump off so okay I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow sounds good thanks all right I'll bye guys thanks you too <laughs> i hear a munchkin in the background yes i i heard two <laughs> Um, so our next scheduled meeting would be January 7th. Uh, we don't have anything scheduled. Um, so the next time we will all be seeing each other will be the 21st, where we do ha have two applications scheduled. One is an amendment to an SUP for Vista Verde Ranch. And the other is for a um, consolidation um, zone change and vacation. Um, with that, although this is already scheduled, um, we did collectively determine that um, you had recently, within the past year, requested, was there a way for these consolidations, specifically in Stagecoach and Steamboat Lake that you see all the time that involve a zone change and a vacation, whether they needed to actually come before you, if, if there was a way that these kinds, these types of applications can be streamlined. Um, and we did find a way um, and um, these applications moving forward can be put on and you'll be seeing them on the consent agenda. They will come through pl uh, direct, uh, planning director's decision and then it will go on um, the resolution um, and the actual zone changes that um, accompany these types of applications will go on consolidation, uh, consolidation, listen to me, consent agenda. Right. Um, as most of you, I think, know with that process, you do have the ability to pull it off of consent agenda if you want to have a discussion on it. But it gives you the option also that we can streamline more so these applications, which was something that I think you all were interested in doing so in the past. So Christy, will we get a package though that would include the details of the consolidation? Yeah, so okay. whenever an item is on, on the consent agenda, you still get a staff packet. Perfect. Uh, but it's obviously not for discussion. It's pretty um, routine. It's there for your review. And then if you do have questions and you want to discuss it, um, you can always pull it off and then we can have a discussion on it. But um, uh, we're pretty excited about that. That's gonna help out a lot um, on our end and, um, and based on, most of the comments and the feedback we've gotten from you all, um, you know, I don't know of one that has been a concern or has been denied in seven years. So, um, but you do have the ability that if an issue does come up, um, you can always uh, discuss it. And then the same would apply, it would go on the commissioners um, on the BCC consent agenda also. So, so, Christy, does that just apply to Stagecoach and Steamboat Lake, or is that let consolidations in general? It's actually um, consolidations in general. Um, typically, we only really see these kinds of applications. We're only seeing them in Stagecoach and Steamboat Lake, but we do have the ability in general to put 
any consolidation that involves a zone change and vacation onto consent agenda. So it would go through the administrative process with um, my approval, and then you would get that staff report. And you know whether you agreed with it or not, you have the ability to pull it off and have a discussion on it. Essentially, bump it up if you wanted to. Uh, Brian, you have a question. Just a quick comment. Yeah, there's. I'd say since 1992 or something, there's got to be 80 or 100 of these and I'd be amazed if 95 or 98% of them were not in Steamboat Lake and Stagecoach. Uh, I, I can't think yeah. of doing, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of one that we've done outside of those areas, but it can happen and can. and obviously you're reducing density and doing this. Um, it's something that is supported in the master plan and the regulations. Um, we have tried to streamline these processes in the past, so uh, we found a way to do that. So um, we're pretty excited about it, but one of the ones that um, are scheduled already for January 17th um, will be one of these types of applications, but um, we came to this determination after it was already scheduled. So um, that will be most likely the last one that will be scheduled for discussion before you all. Um, let's see. I also have on here, um, coming into the new year, I had a discussion with Eric our county attorney about um, training and specifically Robert's rules, which we typically try to do every year. Um, I think last year's was um, a little bit of a disaster, <laughs> the timing of it. And I don't know, I wasn't actually at that meeting, but I know it was a very late night and it was scheduled last. And I think Chad ended up going through Robert's rules. Um, I'm trying to look for a better way. Um, I think, you know, and this is something I just want to get your take on. Um, in the past, Chad liked to schedule them, you know, on a regular, regularly scheduled night. Um, sometimes it's the only thing item that is on. And sometimes, you know, what happened last year is that we're, if we're booked solid, this is training and he'd schedule it at the end of the night after all of this. Um, if you all had ample notice and Eric preferred this, would anybody be opposed to scheduling training, a, you know, an hour long, not even training during the day, during the week? And just want to see how you all felt about that. I know some of you, you know, have your day jobs and, um, but with ample notice, is that something that would be out of the question or not in favor of? Uh, I'm good with it, but I don't think I should count because <laughs> I don't have a day job <laughs> or a night job. Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm good with it. Yeah, and and obviously, I mean, at this point, um, we probably wouldn't look at January. We'll have the sun, <clears throat> sunshine resolution scheduled on the seventeenth, um, which is also typically a, um, you know, we have to do that every year, but we'd probably be looking at, you know, February-ish to put together training. Um, and I also need to coordinate with Board of Adjustment on that end as well. Um, Brian, you had a question. Oh, my only comment would be to try to do it in the morning because it's cold in the morning and I whine when it's cold. So. <laughs> But, but I, I do recommend doing it in the morning this time of year if we're going to do it in okay. February because it gets warmer in the afternoon. Just looking around the horn here, um, Greg, I know, you know, obviously you're over at the city. Is that something if you had ample notice you'd be able to make work? Yeah, I'm pretty flexible, especially right now with COVID going on. Who knows what the city will do, but I mean, how it's working right now, um, anytime I'm available. Okay. Um, so hearing nobody really having strong opinions in opposition to that, um, I'll keep you all in the loop um, and make sure everybody has ample notice and try to get some training happening early on. Um, and then let's see, we are now, now that we have a decision on the direction of the department, we, we now can bring on more bodies, more manpower. Um, so we're definitely looking to bring on more planners. Um, the beginning of, you know, thank goodness this time of year is, tends to slow down, even though 
we're still way above average still from where we have been in years past. Um, you know, Tegan, if you aren't aware, um, will be going on maternity leave in January. Um, so then we're going to be down to just three FTEs and we couldn't hire another FTE until we got a decision. Um, so it was a little late in the game for us. So um, we're trying to play catch up in a lot of ways, um, but we want to try to bring on a planner tech first and foremost, um, which will really assist us where we're seeing the most planning activity right now. Um, between code enforcements, Greg can relate, um, <laughs> and, um, and a lot of our administrative type approvals and specifically our plods, our planner of the day type questions. I mean, we're, I've mentioned this before, I mean, just all the inquiries and the time that that takes. And, you know, if we can assign the majority of that to one person, you know, it would just make the rest of us, you know, way more efficient and productive, you know, it can focus on, you know, a lot of the bigger projects that we have coming in. And, and there are, there are a lot, you know, once again, here we go at Stagecoach um, and, uh, you know, a lot of interest there and, you know, may not amount to anything. We've seen it before, but at the same time, you know, there, there's a lot, a lot different things going on right now. Now, now I got a little guy at my door too. <laughs> Christy, before you walk away, um, I know that, that you made a comment to the BCC about you keep track of, your staff keeps track of their time and the project that the time is devoted to and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I know you, that apparently is not part of the software that's going in place. It's kind of right now on your own. Yeah. The bigger question that I had, but it kind of relates to that. Do you have some type of a year end report that you provide to the BCC that kind of illustrates or indicates clearly, you know, how much time is spent on applications, how much time is spent on the day, that kind of thing. And is that's true. Can we see that? Yeah, so we actually don't have that ability right now. So what, what we do now is we do have a time tracker software. Um, it's something that was built by IT for us to use. And okay. specifically it was meant so we can bill our applicants. Um, we do track other things that we do um, like plod time and, and things like that. Um, it's not an efficient software um, and the new software um, will have the ability to run all sorts of kinds of reports. We just don't have that ability now. Um, e although we are moving away from um, time tracking for application purposes, the intent is not to track our time, what we're doing, you know, daily, you know. Um, so we, um, hand in hand, we are looking at other types of softwares. I've spoken with a couple of different other departments to see what they're all doing because I, I'm sure it's no surprise. Every department does their own thing. Um, there should be one standard you would think. Um, so I think that is something, you know, is in early discussions to get some consistency there. Um, but we do track our time. Um, it's really not great for, um, creating a report. What I do have and what I can share with you is I send a monthly report to the commissioners. Every department head has to send a, we used to meet with the commissioners um, once a month and that was all um, removed from us, um, that face-to-face -face, um, about a year ago, actually two years ago. Um, Probably when Dan don't when Dan Weinheimer came on board. Okay, fine. Um, but um, now we all do it by a written report. And over the past year, I've just tried to um, put our planning activity into the report to show how busy we are, and um, and that actually did a lot of good for the department. When I think the commissioners, even though I had been putting it in the reports. I think that they were very busy, obviously, with COVID and everything else going on, that it wasn't really on their radar um, until I got together with Mark Collins, who's our interim county manager, to say, hey, <laughs> this isn't sustainable, you know, like, okay. we're going to go down, you know, 
Um, and so I thought about how to change that report to reflect, you know, the level activity. And it definitely got the attention of, of the commissioners to be like, wow, we just, you know, weren't hearing any complaints and just assumed, you know, you were, uh, you know, doing a good job and great, but right. we realized right. like, hey, we have to get you like help. Um, so I have those reports. Um, I can certainly share them with you. Um, and it just lets you know the department activity, anything um, new coming in, any anticipated projects, some personnel discussions in there. I mean, it's just a general, I have no problem sharing that with you and that may um, provide you the information. Um, I'd be interested in seeing them, but I, I guess I'll go farther. I wasn't looking for a lot of detail. I was looking more so for kind of a broad overview and say, okay, you know, 20% of our staff time is spent on true CUs and SUPs. Yeah. And 20% of our time is spent on administrative matters that can be dealt there. And that kind of a, a bigger broad brush thing. Right. Um, and that's a good point. Our old software, Permits Plus, used to have that ability. And when we moved to view permit, which has been a nightmare, um, it, it doesn't have any of that tracking ability. Um, right. And um, City View will be able to provide reports in what capacity. That's what we're testing out right now um, and, and how they can customize some of those reports. Um, but ideally, I'm looking at a software that's for internal purposes for just that. So I can go to the commissioners and say, hey, you know, I mean, what, what I basically just did in a different format, I did it in a graph format, but it doesn't put percentages of time to it. It just shows where we're seeing the most activity based on past months um, of what we're seeing with just say plods and administrative type applications and overall, and I have it broken down, but not like a pie chart, for example, which right. probably would be right. the best way to um, show that, um, demonstrate that. Well, do what you can. I, and again, I, I guess I'm speaking for myself, but I would think all the commissioners would like some sense of where the time is being spent or how it's being spent. It just, it's, you know, somebody from the public comes up and says, well, you're on the planning commission. Yeah. Well, what yeah. do those people do all day long? And it's kind of one of those things. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll send around what I have now and that will shed some light on it. That's fine. Um, but, you know, in, in summary, we're seeing it mostly in the administrative levels. And that was some of the questions specifically Doug Munger had. One of the comments he had when I was going through our budget discussions for next year, you know, he was like, I just, I just don't see it that you guys are busy. Right. And, you know, and I thought about it and I was just like trying to figure out like, what, what do you mean? Like, we are like getting killed here. Like, okay, how can I better demonstrate this or illustrate sure. it to him? And, um, and I was able to put together, you know, the, the chart that I did, but also I thought about the fact why he said that. And it's because the level activity we're seeing is at the administrative level and he's not seeing as many applications at the SUP level because that's not where we're busy right now. I mean, yeah, we're getting applications, but for the most part, so if he's not seeing us in front of us for a public hearing, he's assuming we're not busy. And for years, I think that was some of the issues or lack of communication, frankly, with Chad. And one of their problems that they had is that I guess it wasn't really um, communicated to them of planning activities and what was going on. Like reports weren't... Um, you know, provided or he wasn't demonstrating that. So I really had to think about how better, you know, knowing that, that they had an issue with that, how I can, you know, better communicate with them of what's going on um, at the staff level. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah. And I think if you just start spoon feeding, then we'll figure out eventually, you know, what we really should be looking at and what we shouldn't, but we'll start yeah. with, give, give, if, at least I'd like to see those. And again, I think, I guess what drives in part my thinking, it's a parallel to Monger's approach. If you really think about it from a commissioner standpoint, the number of meetings that we had had, let's just say, 
in the yeah. last 12 months haven't been all that many. So then, you yeah, know, but you have they've to also ask. been packed in, in a shorter amount of time. Correct. Um, let me tell you though, like with, with variances and based on the spreadsheet that I put together, I mean, typically we see approximately four, if we're lucky a year over the past four years, I went back and, um, and last year we only had three variance applications. We are up to 14 variance applications this year alone and have another three scheduled for January and already I have to schedule one in February. See, in that type of information, then that's the big picture stuff that I keep thinking about. Yeah. That's what we should be seeing. Yep. Yep. And, and yep. I can provide that, you know, to you also of, you know, typically what we see, I can give you a year end report and go back. I think it's three years. I can go back of how many you've seen, you know, and then versus this year. And, 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 and please don't misunderstand the last thing that I would want to do is have your staff spend more time on generating another freaking report. But yeah, no, no it's, it's something that's already on our project list um, okay. that we're, we're looking to do. Um, and anyway, it, it's coming, but I can provide you what I have put together um, right. currently. And, and I think that will, you know, shed some light on, on where we're at with um, department applications and review um, gotcha. and things like that. Okay, perfect. I, I just have a comment on that. Just that I think when she gets to the pie chart or the graph, like Christy was indicating, the amount of time that's gained spent on individual lots because people building permits. I was shocked last year. I pulled a building permit like in July or August and I was 690. And I don't know how many are in the city, but that's a lot of building permits for... Yeah. Yeah, yep. like, like middle of the summer, late summer. Yep. And that wasn't the end of the year. And then with the and real I mean, estate activity we've seen this year, that planner of the day she was talking about, I can't imagine it. I mean, because we're starting to build on the more marginal lots, all these people have questions. What can I do here? What's the topography? They're calling yeah. planning. I guarantee you they are. And, and, that, Brian, and that's where I we're was, seeing the activity and that's in the report. So you'll see that, but typically in years past, we've averaged around 50 calls per month. And um, at the high of the summer, we were at like almost 170 calls. Um, and, and this past month, I think we were at, I, I don't have it up in front of me, but, um, but we were up, we were still over a hundred and, um, and then as far as building permits, to put it into perspective, we averaged about 17 building permits per month, depending on the time of year. Um, and at the height of the summer, we were at like 40, 48, I think, building permits. This past month, I believe we were back down to about 23-ish, and we're in December. Well, and I, the reality is, and I'm sure the real estate arm of the commissioners will verify that's not going to change, at least not for the immediate future. No, no. And, um, you know, so all of that information is in there. And, you know, if an, anybody has any suggestions or other, you know, information that you'd like to see, you know, definitely let me know. Um, I'm open, always open to suggestions. Perfect. Um, so the last item I had um, to discuss is that um, with John Merrill's departure, um, we lost a seat on APCC, which is the Area Plan Coordinating Committee. Um, they are a committee that um, consists of a mixture of um, city and county um, representatives. We need two from Planning Commission. We have um, Andy is one of our reps, um, but we do need another. Um, and the role of this committee is to oversee the area community plan. So it's a jointly adopted plan. Um, it's important because it is obvious there is a need to update that plan. It is also very old. 
Um, and the committee basically is like the balance and checks of that plan um, and makes recommendations to the Board of County Commissioners and City Council on amendments or to make sure that you go through the list of um, recommendations and action items in the plan to make sure that they're getting done. Um, when that plan was adopted in 2003, I think it was, or 2004, um, 2004, it um, had over 150 action items. It was ridiculous. And I wasn't around back then, um, but um, Troy, you could probably shed some light. Um, you were, I don't know if you were part of that process, but um, but it's, but I had heard that basically anybody from the, from the public for the most part that like was kind of just banging their hands on the table to say, this is something that's important that you need to look at. They put it in the plan and there was really no oversight and looking through those action items. There's a lot of duplicate items. There's, um, there's items, action items that have never been done dealt with. There's ones that are, have been completed. It really needed to be cleaned up. So the committee spent the past year condensing those action items and we narrowed down priorities to five each, five for the city and five for the county. Um, and our next meeting is January 13th at 10 a.m. Um, and part of that discussion is going to be a strategy to recommend um, and recommend an update to that plan. Um, there's a lot that goes into it because as you know, we were in the middle of the update to the master plan, um, which got put on hold because of COVID. Um, but I think that it would be a good idea to update that plan, but through the update of the master plan. As, as you know, the city and the area plan is a sub, a sub plan of the master plan. So naturally updating the master plan, we would want to review all of the other sub area plans to make sure that we have alignment in all of those plans as we move forward. Um, I don't know where this is gonna go and this is all stemming from the last joint meeting Frankly, this was um, October. There was a joint meeting between the city and the county. They typically meet um, twice a year. Um, so there was a strong appetite from the city um, and then the county also to be, you know, looking to update these, these plans. Um, I don't know where it will go, but, um, but it is something that um, I just wanted to let you all be aware of and then also, um, where we're looking to go with the master plan would be to pick it up again, um, move into phase two. Um, but in order to do that, we need to have a joint meeting with you all um, along with um, the BCC, which we had scheduled a meeting last March and that same week is when COVID broke out um, and <laughs> that joint meeting didn't happen as we all know, um, but the intent of that discussion was to go over the results from phase one, which was um, um, basically a report that I did on the survey results that we got back. We got back over 920, whatever it was, 24 surveys, which was, you know, really good, you know, to get that kind of feedback. So um, we put together a report and we were gonna um, present that all to you and the Board of County Commissioners to then determine what our scope of services would look like to put together for an RFP to bring on a consultant. Um, obviously we have a lot on our plate right now, um, but um, timeline for that is I need to Re, rework the timeline um, and condense the plan for the plan that um, Chad originally did, you know, based on this new information, new timelines, um, realistic ones, um, and, you know, and present that all to you. So um, 
that is one of my priorities and I just haven't been able to even touch it yet other than get together with Dola to figure out where we were at with the grant because I wasn't part of that process. That was um, Dan and, and Chad who were dealing with the actual grant that we were awarded to help out with bringing on a consultant. So I had to get in touch and I had a really good meeting with, with Dola and some other people to figure out, you know, what, what needed to be done to move forward. Um, so I got that part sorted out. Now I just need to figure out an outline and, and a plan moving forward and to have that discussion with you all um, in the proper format. But I just want to give you all a heads up of, um, of what's to come. So at this point, you've really introduced two issues mm -hmm. in my head. One is the APC vacancy, APCC. Yep. Yep. And then the other is kind of an update on where we're at on the, on the master plan. So yep. go back to the APC, APCC. You're looking for a volunteer and I'm just curious to know amongst the commissioners, anyone interested before I start suggesting? Troy. I'll do it. You were there. I was just wondering. Or Troy. You were there. <laughs> Perfect. Thank again. you, Troy. Uh, again. Again. Yeah, I was going to say, were you on it? You were, weren't you? On from representing the city at the time or the county? Well, I was on the county planning commission, but I may have been the city representative, but okay. no, I was from the county planning commission. Okay. And then Christy, uh, do yeah. you have any reason to believe that Andy will not want to continue on? Um, I think Andy's, I think he was interested, um, but I think his time could be an issue. Um, you know, this is a busy, busy time for him, um, in the winter. Um, so I can ask him, my best guess is he wouldn't be all that upset if somebody else really wanted to do it. And, and he stepped down off APCC, frankly. Well, why don't I'm we speaking, find I'm out? speaking for him, yeah, right. <laughs> but, but I, I can ask him if there was somebody else um, who was interested. I certainly, um, I'll have that conversation with Andy and I don't foresee him okay. having any heartburn over it. I know she's not going to be happy with me, but I would think it'd be a natural fit for Roberta. <laughs> Roberta is frozen in time. So I don't know. I think she's having <laughs> internet issues. Oh, okay. <laughs> So I don't know if she actually hears you, um, oh. but um, I, I wouldn't disagree with you. Okay. Well, maybe I'll have a little off topic or offline conversation with her. We'll and then if her. you want to just let me know and then sure. I'll, um, oh, there she is. Oh, wait, she moved a little bit. <laughs> oh, she's frozen again. Okay. Okay. But um, all right. So okay. that seems like a Good plan, Troy, thank you. Um, Roberta, thank you maybe much. thank you. We'll see if Steve can talk you into that. I would be ecstatic go. by that. <laughs> and um, I think that's all I had. Perfect, okay. Well, with that thought in mind, once again, congratulations, Christy, on your new appointment. I'm, thank you. I'm pleased that the county made a, I know the county made a wise decision. <laughs> and I'm pleased that that decision came forward. Um, well, I wouldn't say the I would disagree. Yeah. <laughs> and then the only other issue is I take advantage of the opportunity to wish everybody a happy holiday, Merry Christmas, happy whatever. Oh, um, and th that reminds me. And thank you all very, very much for your dedication and hard work this past year. I know it's been crazy and in a new format and getting used to that as well. Obviously, we're going to be in this same virtual format moving forward, um, at least for the next couple of months, I anticipate. Um, but, you know, as a token of our appreciation, um, you will all be receiving something as a thank you from planning staff um, in the mail. Um, it will be followed up by an email. So, um, Ronnie will be sending that all out to you. Um, and I just want to make sure you all receive it or are looking out for something. Okay. Um, so, um, we will do follow up on that end as well, but definitely thank you very much. Um, you're all awesome. 
<laughs> well, thank you. And I totally understand. Thank you. in the mail. <laughs> What's that? We're getting cookies in the mail. There you go. For you, Bill, always. Hey, Christy, one other thing, I just right. before we wrap this up, we're still short a member, are we not? We are. Um, we're short, short an um, alternate position. Right. Um, okay. I did ask for um, I did ask for the board to consider bringing on, um, if you recall, Ren Martin um, was a runner up um, who yes. wanted to be on the board. Um, and it just hasn't been a priority for them with everything with COVID no jumping problem. back up. No um, so we do have some appointments up for board of adjustment and for planning commission um, coming up anyway. So we will re-advertise. Um, I had been in connection with Ren to let him know that I would certainly, you know, reach out to him again uh, to let him know that we're going through the process, you know, for him to be considered. Um, so we would take care of that alt, hopefully. Um, and then we also need some more members on board of adjustment. Okay. Um, other than that, unless there's hey. something else. Uh, again, thank you, everybody. Thank you. Happy holidays. Yep. Sure, you I guys have fun and stay uh, well. I, I was... Uh acknowledging Steve for his commitment and uh, leadership. So yeah. everybody have a, a nice holiday. Like I said, stay well. Stay healthy. Yep. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night, Sarah. Bye. Bye. I'm going to jump off, Christy. My, uh, my,